0: Good morning. Welcome to the Bond Sunday Morning Services. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Um, You can get involved by calling 1-800-411-2663, 800-411-BOND. You can also email me, church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org, and put your name and town, name and town on your emails. I do appreciate it. Uh, Good morning again here to everybody. Good morning. Um, I want to talking about disunity among the Christians. There's a lot of disunity among the Christians, and not just here, but around the country. I run into this everywhere I go, and uh, Patrick and I was talking over during the weekend. This really needs to be dealt with, uh, because it should not be happening, but it is. Uh, First, I want to read something to you in uh, James 4. Uh, let's see here, 1 through 12. Uh, Patrick, would you come read this? James 4, 1 through 12. You need a mic? Does he need a mic? Yeah.
1: Where do these wars and battles between yourselves first start? Is it not precisely in the desires fighting inside your own selves? You want something you lack, so you kill. You have an ambition that you cannot satisfy, so you fight to get your way by force. It is because you do not pray that you do not receive. When you do pray and do not receive, it is because you prayed wrongly, wanting to indulge your passions. Adulterers, do you not realize that love for the world is hatred for God? Anyone who chooses the world for a friend is constituted an enemy of God. Can you not see the point of saying in scripture, the longing of the spirit he sent to dwell in us is a jealous longing? But he has given us an even greater grace as scripture says. God opposes the proud, but he accords his favor to the humble. Give give in to God, then resist the devil, and he will run away from you. The nearer you go to God, the nearer God will come to you. Clean your hands, you sinners, and clear your minds, you waverers. Appreciate your wretchedness and weep for it in misery. Your laughter must be turned to grief, your happiness to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Brothers, do not slander one another. Anyone who slanders a brother or condemns one is speaking against the law, and condemning the law. But if you condemn the law, you have ceased to be subject to it and become a judge over it. There is only one lawgiver, and he is the only judge and has the power to save or to destroy. Who are you to give a verdict on your neighbor? All right, thank
0: you. Um, Isn't that interesting? Do you guys understand that? Ladies? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What I've noticed is that um, there are people who call themselves Christians, but they're only Christians for a little while. They'll be a Christian until you agree with them, as long as you're agreeing with them and stuff like that. But as soon as you disagree, they become a sinner again, a child of Satan. And and then they go out and they start bad-mouthing each other and, You know, just doing weird things to each other, saying weird things. And then they say it to other Christians who are willing to hear it, you know. And I'm not understanding how, what's on the mind of people who say that they are born again and can be this way with one another. And I see it, like I said, not just in, you know, our congregation, but I see it when I travel and speak to other Christian groups and organizations. There's a lot of bite-biting and uh, gossip and dishonesty that's going on. And I have to say this, that uh, you cannot, you cannot be a child of God and live that way because you have a new nature. You have love now. And if you are gossiping about someone or, or you don't give the other person the freedom to be wrong and not judge them, uh, if you think that you could ride two horses at the same time, you know, one moment you're on the side of what's right and the next moment you're on the side of evil. Uh, if you uh, don't have compassion for your fellow man, then you're not a child of God because God is love. And if you have perfect love, perfect love never deviates. It's always the same. But in all honesty, I'm not seeing it. I'm just not seeing it. And it's amazing And I want to know, if you could be honest here today, what causes you to listen to gossip about another person? And what causes you to, as a man or woman of God, what causes you to go out and gossip to other people about someone else? Because God said that if someone, if you have fought with someone, go directly to that person and deal with them. And if it doesn't work, take a witness, And then if that doesn't work, forget about it. Let the dust hit your feet. But I don't see too many Christians doing this. And the unfortunate thing about it, when you truly become a Christian, you're going to have enough to deal with just by dealing with the devil's folks. You know, they're going to come after you anyway because they want to stop you. They don't want you to, you know, get the the truth out there or shine a light. So they're going to come after you like everything. so we don't need Christians going after each other. Uh, I don't get that much. Well, I kind of get it because I used to be a, before God changed my heart, I was one of those phony Christians like that, you know, said that I believed in God, but my nature had not changed, so nothing really changed. I still had the same mindset, the same action. Some of the worst people in the world are the Christians. Have you noticed that? And, but what I don't understand about it, what is it about you that don't say to yourself, you know what, I, I'm supposed to be a Christian. Why am I doing the same old thing? The like you should ask yourself that. Why are you still mean? Why are you still dishonest? Why do you talk about other people? Why do you only like people as long as they get along with you or agree with you? The worst thing you can do in life is disagree with a Christian. <laughs> they would go after you harder than the sinner or the non-Christian. And then they would go after you with vengeance. But yet they'll deceive themselves to say that it's love. And and it's bad out there, folks. And I really want to warn you about this. I was listening to, I saw a YouTube of uh, Glenn Beck. You know who he is? He's a talk show host, right? And he he does this uh, talk show on the internet now. And he had a guy on and his wife. I didn't hear the wife story yet. I just heard the the guy on the show. And this man is a conservative guy. And apparently he wrote an article that was supposed to be true about a liberal guy, a, a child of Satan. And what the, the children of Satan are doing now is that they are organizing and they are heavily funded. They get a lot of money from other You know, Satan is the other children with money. And if you disagree with them, especially if you have power, you disagree with them, they organize to take you down. And so what they did to this guy for writing this article is several things they did to him. He and his family, according to the report, uh, they called the police on him one night and said that he had shot and killed his wife in the home. And so in the middle of the night, the, what do you call those people with, that wear the SWAT ma- Squad team goes in there and knock on the man's door, knock on his door. The guy go down and, and they arrest him, you know, uh, put handcuffs on him. And, and they ask, where is your wife? Is your wife okay? And he's like, yeah, she's okay. So the wife comes down they search her and really put her through it. And come to find out that this was done by the children of Satan, in order to bring this man down because he wrote the truth about, you know, the liberals or, 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 or the children of Satan. And also they organize now and they call your job and they tell your boss that you're a child molester, that you rape, that you do this, so that they can get you fired from your job. So the children of Satan are organizing to promote evil because good, whenever they're doing this and they're so desperate like this, It means that good is having somewhat of an impact. It is starting to have an impact. And one thing that Satan doesn't want is for good to have an impact. It doesn't want it to change. You should hear, if you haven't heard, you can do a podcast on my radio show and hear some of the phone calls that are being left on my voice message from the children of Satan. We had one guy that sounded demonic. And um, he uh, left a message And it just sounded weird. It sounded evil when he was reading it. And for some reason, Billy, the engineer, figured out how to reverse what he was saying, play it backwards. And the guy was reading the Lord's Prayer, but in a demoted voice. It was the weirdest thing I've seen. And and all kind of weird messages. One guy left a message that uh, Satan knows that the time is short, so he has to come out now and start doing what he's doing. And I want you to know that this battle is a spiritual battle. It's a battle between good and evil. It's not physical. And it's really time to wake up to that battle. Glenn Beck mentioned that a lot of people are afraid or becoming afraid now to speak up because these people are really, really organizing, and they want to bring you down. And they are serious about doing it. And so a lot of people are afraid. But I say... That if you truly are in God, if you truly, truly believe in God, then they can't intimidate you. They can take away your job. They can take away all that you have. But they can't take the truth away from you, and the truth will eventually win. So have no fear, but you got to love one another. At least love your family, the children of God. We're on the same team. Uh, I'm thinking, and you can correct me if you think that I'm wrong. The only way that children of God can act this way with one another is that they're not truly children of God, because you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't be double-minded. You can't. The Bible says you can't ride two horses at the same time. You're either for what's right or you're not. And if you once you go against that, just know you're not for what is right and stop pretending because this battle is going to get worse. You haven't seen anything yet. Ever since I said that thing about women creating, not all, not all, but most, creating a liberal, uh, a godless society, all hell broke loose. And it's still going on. It's like I could have said something negative about Christ and wouldn't have gotten this reaction. So you better, I mean, not better, I urge you to really examine your heart and know that if you still have anger, if you can't take criticism, if you're mad at your brother or your sister, if you, are, if you are whatever, whatever, you're double-minded, one day you're a Christian and the next day you're not. If you're unhappy, know that you're not a Christian. You're not found that perfect peace that God promised us. And then that way you can find it. But we can't afford to fight each other. We got this other battle to fight. And it's time to wake up to that. Uh, yes, sir. Hold on a minute. Yeah.
2: For a long time, I've been wanting for you to, you know, get a larger platform to speak from uh, uh, something on Fox News. And then I watched Glenn Beck in his career, you know, from all the way, I think, from CNN on to Fox News. And I noticed that Glenn... Is truly a man of truth because he had the high, he had the yeah. biggest platform you can possibly have, and he gave that up in order to speak the truth. Yeah, that's why he's off Fox, I believe, because he just he was saying things that I had learned a long time ago about the evil organization. He was getting deep into the ex, expose. of He does it.
0: a very good job, and of that.
2: as he and and yes, shocking me with stuff that beyond what even I thought I knew about it. And at that point, I wondered, wow, how is this possible that he can be on a large platform like this and not s- suffer from it? Then later I realized that that's what happened. He he, um, he, right. got, he removed himself from the platform so he could speak the truth m- more un- earnestly because now he's like disappeared, except that he's on, you know, Internet and he's doing his own thing, but yeah. he's not on the main stage anymore.
0: It's unfortunate that uh, the children of Satan can have a, uh, you know, a large platform to get the word out, uh, the lie out. They are not afraid. You know, they say what they want about us. They treat us any kind of way that they want to treat us. I was looking at a program this morning. It was just all lies about the, the uh, children of God. And, but if you said that about them, the truth about them They try to ban you. They go after you. They try to destroy you. But the unfortunate thing about it is that the uh, the conservative aspect uh, of life with media are afraid, too. You know, they're afraid of losing sponsors. They're afraid of losing this. So these people still end up winning in a way. But you can't. Real love, you just don't have no fear. You don't think about that kind of stuff. You just go through what you got to go through because you know that God is with you. But if you, ha- if you are half-stepping, you're going to get wiped out. If you're a pretense, pretense Christian, you're going to get wiped out. You really will. And I'm telling you, I used to be one of those Christians that said I was a Christian and just had no, no courage, still carried anger, uh, didn't want to be corrected by anything, You know, turn against my brother or my sister at any point. And you, it doesn't, it's just crazy to me now <laughs> to see, I don't know how you think that we're going to win. No wonder ain't nobody going to heaven. We're going to have a lot of room in heaven. I can't even say I'm going for sure. I cannot say, well, I know I'm going. I don't know. But I do know a whole lot of folks, I just don't see how they're going to get there. Just because you call yourself a Christian, that's not going to get you to heaven. You, heaven is here and now. you got to live now. you got to be the light now. And then hopefully you've got to let you in when you, lo- when you drop your body. Christians are some of the worst, of the worst. And they don't, there is no self-correction. You know, like here in this, this uh, disunity among Christians, it says that where does, I mean, where do these wars and battles between yourselves first start? Is it not precisely in the desires fighting inside your own selves? You want something and you, and you lack it, so you kill. It starts with you first. The only when you are gossiping about someone else is because something is lacking in you. The only when you are fighting someone else is because it's lacking in you. The battle is in you, but you won't recognize that you'll go out and kill somebody else for it. By going after them and being mean to them and whatever. Uh, it's in you. It's, you got the problem. But your ego won't let you see that you have the problem. Yes, Patrick? Uh,
1: I have seen lately that I am the problem. Um, and that, um, you know, these liberals and these leftists, they're very vicious. Yeah. But I'm very vicious. Yeah. And so, you know, I used to look at myself as being somebody apart. You know, I'm a conservative. I'm a whatever flag waver. I'm a Christian. There's really no difference bequ- bequ- because what's inside of us is the same as what's inside of them. Yeah, I mean, there's really no difference.
0: That's right. It is, and that's why we're not winning this battle in the manner that we could and should be winning, because you really got two devils fighting against each other. One pretending to be a Christian, and the other one is devil all the way so you can't win like that and the best way to overcome that is to recognize that you gotta recognize it's you it's in you anytime you listen to some crap about somebody else then you're a child of Satan because you would correct that person why are you talking about this person behind their back go to them I'm gonna let them know you said it <laughs> I got a reaction from that you would never do that huh no, I'll come to you in a minute. Yes.
1: You know, um, and the way that I saw this happening with me was, was definitely, you've been talking about the thoughts for a long time. It was definitely through the thoughts. Yeah. It was definitely through um, uh, judgment, thinking that I was right about things, and in my mind, thinking I, I was right. I yeah. don't even say it's my mind because it's not me. I don't believe it's me now. No, it's not. Um, but I really you know, got into a situation where I was looking at things and looking at other people in a certain way. And it totally looks a certain way, and it isn't that way.
0: It not that it's way? It's not
1: like I'm trying. I was, you know, the, whatever spirit was driving me was, um, or I wanted to do certain things, but it had me looking at things as if that was the truth, and so I followed the truth as I saw it in a dark way.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, one other thing regarding one
0: thing the, that you can know, uh, just to add to yeah. what you said, for uh, hopefully to help somebody, one thing you can know about. God's truth, the real truth it's never going to make you hate your fellow man it would not allow you to be angry at your fellow man emotionally angry at your fellow man and I know that people can learn the truth and they kind of uh, suppress emotions too and they like, oh I got it but uh, God's love is never going to allow you to try to go after your fellow man or fellow woman it's going to cause you to have compassion for them and then when they go after you, you're not going to feel the pain of them coming after you. You're going to have compassion for them because you're going to know that they're being controlled by their father the devil. And, and you wish that they could see that because if they could see it, they could wake up and get better. You still won't personally go after your, your enemy if they came after you. You would deal with them appropriately, but you would not go after them. There, there's nothing in you. That want to go after your fellow man, God take all that away from you. And if your fellow man is wrong, you see, oh, woman, well, I mean it's wrong. You see that they're wrong, but you don't feel anything. You have compassion for them. But show me a compassionate Christian, and I'll eat my hat. I'll grow an afro. <laughs> I would get rid of my mirror afro. <laughs> Yes, Matt.
1: Well, yeah, I was going to say the same thing. That's what I discovered is that um, I, we, you know, went after somebody uh, recently, and, and it was very, you know, all, all my meanness and stuff came out, and that's a very that rule of thumb is is really good because I was mad. Yeah. And um, and I, I, I when we had a conversation about about well, how do you, how do you kind of think or, you know, without you know, going into your head, because there are certain things that we do use our brains for in thinking in terms of mathematics or working on a project or whatnot. So it's not like you don't do any thinking. But as soon as you go into that zone, or now I I really am aware of it, as soon as I go into any kind of a zone where anger is coming in, yep. s- stop.
0: That's right. <laughs> yeah.
1: There's something stop. wrong. Something it's with
0: wrong. you. It's not the person that you're mad at. It's you. Absolutely. And that's what Satan does. He deceives you, makes you feel something, and you forget all about God. But yet you think you are being godly. But you're not. Just think about God. God doesn't like, if you do something wrong, he doesn't ride around heaven talking about you. (laughs) You He doesn't get with Jesus and go, oh, look at this bad one down there. Can you believe that? Then just have coffee and look at you making a fool out of yourself. You can look at the folks making a fool out of themselves, but don't hate them for it. Love does not hate. Lo- and I want you to wake up because we got some tough, tough roads. Road. We have a tough road ahead of us. <clears throat> we really have a tough, tough, tough if you're playing games, you're going to lose. And like what Patrick was saying, when you see that viciousness toward your fellow man, it ain't about them, it's about you. You've allowed the devil to creep in and lie to you about something. Now he got you mad. That's about you. There's no love in that. You need to be aware of that. And if somebody tells you the truth about yourself and you get mad about it, it's so wrong with you. If someone tells you a lie about yourself and you get mad about it, it's something wrong with you. It's not the other person. That makes sense. So now that you see that, how you dealing with that kind of stuff? Now that you see it about yourself, because the best way to overcome this stuff is to see it about yourself, and the light will melt it away. It will kill the ego. It actually, really will.
1: Actually, well, because. <laughs> What seems to be missing in me after this outburst is my sense of uh, self-righteousness. Yes. I had that bad, really bad. And I'm not saying I don't get mad at all, but there's a missing sense of self-righteousness there. So I really haven't had any serious issues whatsoever since that happened.
0: That's good. That's what happened. Once you wake up to yourself, things start to change. Whatever you want to overcome, become aware of it. That's all you need to do, be conscious of it, admit it. Like the Bible said, confess your sins. So when you become aware of it, you are admitting it, then God will wipe it away from you. It will just be gone. There's no, that's all you need to do. But to get people to go, come out of denial is like trying to pull your teeth with a pair of plows. And that, that's the hardest thing to do because the ego can treat you and give you a sense of self-righteousness and you think you really have it, even though you may be tripping and have anger and acting out, you still think you have righteousness. Isn't that amazing how you can be tricked like that? You can absolutely be tricked like that. Uh, let me ask this young lady a question that I come to you. When I said that if someone comes to you and talks to you about another person, you should tell them, go to that person, and if you don't, I'm going to tell them what you said, you, gra- you gasp. <laughs> Why is that?
3: Um, I did because I really, really do not see myself go- saying to that person, I'm going to tell.
0: Really? Yeah. <laughs> so you hear it, but you won't tell them, I'm going to tell that you told me this.
3: Yeah, it I really, really doesn't fit in my brain to tell the person that I'm, I'm really going to tell the person. And why not? <laughs> because if I imagine that doing to my own family members... It's not, it's not even close to reality.
0: <laughs> it's not even close. But yet you sit there and let someone talk to you about another person I in might the family.
3: Not, I might not. If, you might not? Yeah, if it's close, like really close family member. And if I have that courage, I would say don't talk about that person. If you, you had go, the courage. Yeah, you better go tell the person. But... I know 100% that I won't tell, I'm going to tell that person. Wow. <laughs> Even though I might.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what are you afraid of?
3: It just, I just, everything will happen to me. Everything. Like, you know, in the whole Cecilia will look at you. The whole Cecilia will know that you're a traitor. The whole what?
0: <laughs> Cecilia? The,
3: the, yeah. The whole family. Oh.
0: <laughs> the whole family know that something's wrong with you?
3: Yeah. They they will know about the situation. They will they will make you look that you're not a person to trust you at all. And right. it's not a good thing to feel among the family.
0: Really? Who you rather be just to who would you rather feel that you can't be trusted? God or your family?
3: Well of course God.
0: Then why do you put your family first then?
3: That's, that's how I grew up. It's inside right. of me. I, I never, no one ever asked me that question. Right. So it, it grew up with me.
0: Now it's time to overcome it. And I, I, know, I know more and more about your, your folks. What are you people? Where are you from? <laughs> Armenian. <Arminian. laughs> <laughs> the Armenian people are messed up in that area. They have this thing where the family is it. You, can, you know, but the family is not working, but, and they don't, even, they don't want to deal with that. They'll make you stay there and go through hell anyway and not get better, right? Because yeah. for some reason, the cultural thing is just all, is greater than God. Yeah. And so as a result, everybody is suffering because they're just smothered in this one group. And then if you stand out a little bit, they go after you. Like 90 going north. I've never seen. Yes, I've seen that. But they go after you. And then I know a, a guy who is an Armenian. He moved out, right? A grown man, older than dirt. He finally moved away from his folks. And now they're giving him hell for moving out. You don't love us. You're, you're not a part of the family anymore. Um, yes. and, and, and because he grew up in that environment, he's hanging in there so far, but it's hard for him to do it because he's still somewhat identified with the family rather than what is right. That's an awful way to live. And then what I've noticed too is that at the head of the family is the woman. It's the, uh, a median woman. She, the men, so, uh, exceptions to the rule, but the men have just kind of given up. And the mother ruling the home while pretending she's ruling it in the right way She's ruling it according to her ego. And if you if you doubt me, move away from mama, not all more, and see what happens. All hell break loose.
3: Um, I am having trouble a little bit by accepting it because um, what I have seen so far within my family yes. is that um, yeah, we have this culture thing that the new, new weds are going to live with the parents no right. matter what. Especially if that child is like only boy, like three girls, one boy, or, you know, um, the girls can get married and go away, but the boys have to live with the parents. Um,
0: the girls can get married and go away, but the boys got to stay there?
3: The Especially the smallest one.
0: How about the older ones?
3: The older ones are married and they have their own family. They have to move But they out.
0: can't move until they get married, right? Uh,
3: they don't because right. it's easy to live with parents. And then I mean, once they get
0: married, are, they got to bring daddy and mama along with them.
3: yeah
0: (laughs) so they really don't move
3: yeah no um the only child never moves out of the family Uh, there are some exceptions but you know exceptions but um but what i have seen so far the men are the man who's gonna say this is what we're gonna do and that's it there are some strong women strong i mean in not in good way, uh, that they rule the whole family. Yes, but that's not most of the cases. That's why I I said
0: not all, but most? Yes. Um, And those people you're talking about, they must still be living over in Armenia. Because all the ones I run into in this country, they're catching hell at home. Because the dads, for the most part, have cowered down and the mothers are running things. And then the mothers pretend like they're doing good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, They put up, they like, oh, I really care about the family. I'm doing this for the family. And the kids can't tell mama the truth because they know she's going to be hurt by her Her ego, be hurt. You
3: know why they can't? I have noticed this because when mother says something, then you say, hey, mother, this is not right what you're saying. Well, I didn't mean to harm you. Yeah. You can't (laughs) say anything else because you really don't know if that was true or not.
0: I don't mean to harm you. It's over for you. Now you can't speak up to that.
3: Yeah, that's it. <laughs>
0: Isn't that amazing? <laughs> that's how they control it. I know two good friends of mine who are meetings, and one just left home and he's catching hell for Mama. And the other one is living with Mama. Daddy is wiped out. And Dad, Mama, is living there. His sister is living there. His wife is living there. And it it's a mess. And, and, and they think... Uh, they think the dad is bad. I said, deal with the mama. You'll see what's going on with her, too. She's really ruling the nest. But they're trying, but it's hard for them to do that. But, you know, I used to say, well, black people are like that. But you got to make us look nice. (laughs) I got another group I can pick on now. It's a mess. This is why God wants you to have faith in him and be of, of the spirit and not of the culture. Because it's a mess living that way. There's no happening.
3: Um, I just wanted to add something. Um, when I really had this reaction when you said, I'm going to tell that person yeah. whatever you told me,
1: yeah.
3: I can 100% do that, but that's not going to come from the right place. I'm going to have this anger uh-huh. against that person, whoever I'm talking right now. Right. I can't do that because I know I can do it.
0: Right, but see, that's the wrong spirit yeah. to do it with.
3: That's and that's, why, why, do that's
0: why a lot of people can't do that unless they want to hurt you or something because they have anger and they are not going to do it in the right way, so they won't do it at all, and they'll just make up excuses. And that's unfortunate because when you keep all this stuff secret in families, that's the secret of it destroys the family. It destroys. And then if you do wake up and break away from that, you become the enemy of the family anyway. She thinks she's better than us.
3: I got that yesterday.
0: See? <laughs> so they're talking about you anyhow. If you could be a fly on the wall at their, at their uh, uh, luncheon on Sunday, you'd be shocked what they're saying about you.
3: Sometimes I, I was thinking, I wish I was um, invisible, just so I can be around people and see what they're talking
0: about. <laughs> <laughs> they're, thinking, they're thinking about you exactly what you're thinking about them. And they're saying it to each other. But you got to let that go because if you're going to represent God, you don't let anyone come to you and talk to you about another member of the family and you keep it to yourself. And they're willing to tell you they are willing. They have to be willing to talk to that person because why gospel about someone if you're not willing to get help or help the other person? What's the purpose of it? There's no there's there's. Except for evil, there's nothing about it. Why do that?
3: But if you have problem with that person that the other person is talking to you with, um, about, so basically if you're two people talking, you have problem with the third one too, with your friend, whoever you're talking with, then it's, it's, it's okay for you to listen to that. You can only say the truth when you don't have problem with the third person,
0: so let's say that you have let's say Mary come to you and tell you something right, yeah, about your sister okay Mary's your sister, so you have problem with Mary, right
3: no, 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 if have, me and Mary are talking about
0: your sister like
3: someone else yeah.
0: right, and both of you have problem with the sister
3: yeah uh, then I can listen to that person
0: you, you can listen to them, yeah, because both of you hate the sister. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's love. <laughs> but see, as soon as Mary's done with you or you are done with Mary, you're going to go and talk to somebody else about what Mary said or about Mary or vice versa. It doesn't stay with one person. It does not stay. Okay. <laughs> you can't trust someone who gossip or who tried to destroy another person. They cannot be trusted because that's evil at work. And then it go from one person to another. This is why God said that we must be born again. We need a new nature, because this is all evil, and evil destroys. So if you do that, you're fellowshipping with evil, and the darkness and the light doesn't get along. You really need to examine your heart and make your mind up whether you're going to serve good or you're going to serve evil. You need a made-up mind. you can't be double-minded. You can't be a Christian one moment and then a sinner the next moment. You gotta make up your mind. You can't ride two horses. Have you ever tried to ride two horses at the same time? You never tried? Try it this weekend. Let's see what happens. (laughs) It's the same thing. And there are so many double-minded Christians that it's not even funny.
3: Jesse, everything you say makes 100% sense to me. It even sounds good to me, but when it comes to my, like, really close family members, like, saying that to my uncle, saying that to my aunt, they are 30 years older than me, they are 20 years older than me, and they want to open their heart, I mean, it just, I just don't see to say, you know, 30-year-old uncle, I'm going to tell this person that you're talking about, or...
0: (laughs) If you loved your uncle, you would do that. He's 30 years old in age, but not in spirit. And you should love him enough to put the truth on him and hope that it'll wake him up. And he may appreciate that. Maybe it never had anyone to correct him like that with love. And it has nothing to do with age at all. That's another setup from Satan. That's why a lot of parents don't want to hear from their children. They don't want to hear the truth because Satan say, who, who? who I'm the mama. <laughs> uh, I'm the daddy. I don't want to hear that. You don't talk to me like that because Satan got them convinced that they're better than the child and they, and they can't hear the truth from the child. It's a setup, another setup. Satan is clever in setting us up. He set us up in many ways if you don't see him coming. In many ways. Many, many, many. He's like one thing to another one. Yes, Pat?
1: Now I forgot what I was going to say. You had your hand? I did, but I daydreamed and lost it.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll come back to you. Yes, sir, and then I'll tell you, Mayor.
1: You know, um,
2: this conversation between you two, the Armenian lady and yourself, uh made me realize why you have why there's gossip in the first place. Gossip is what we tell ourselves when we judge the other person a weak they're not going to change. So what I'm going to do is tell everybody how bad they are so we can all protect ourselves from them.
0: I don't even understand that. But I'm, I believe that's possible because the devil plays all kinds of tricks, but I don't understand that That just seemed
2: like that would, that's the logic. Because I remember my brother telling me this, that why even bother telling the truth? They're not going to change. Oh, I see what you're saying. You see? And so, if, so you have that, if you have that in your heart, why even tell them the truth? It's not going to change. Yeah. Then the only other option is to tell everybody else how bad they are so you can per- all protect yourselves from them.
0: <laughs> I hear people a lot of times saying, I, I don't want to say that to them. They're not gonna, it's not going to help you anyway. That's another decision that, made by, that is made by Satan. You don't know when the truth, gonna, the truth with love is going to help somebody or not help them. You can't make that decision. And it may not wake them up right then and there, but at some point down the road, it'll wake them up. They remember, oh, this is what they told me about myself, or this is what she or he said. It may wake them up, but Satan said, oh, don't tell that mean old uncle. He's older than you. He's not going to listen. You don't know that. Your job is to be an example and put the truth out there and not decide what the truth is going to do. That makes sense? This is why you got to wake up. I want you to wake up because we're in trouble. We are in trouble. Because the Christians, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And that is not working. Some of the most sick, broke, unhappy, judgmental, resentful, unfriendly, deceiving, Insecure, friendless, because you can't be friends with these people. People on the earth today are Christians, all in the name of Jesus. What a pitiful way to use Jesus in vain like that. This is why people are not getting saved, because the Christians are, are the same example as the sinners are. I, and I, I'm telling you to wake up because you don't see what's coming. And if you don't wake up, you're not going to be prepared for the things that are coming. And believe me, the children of of Satan are organizing. They are serious about what they're doing. Unlike the Christians, they're coming together. They may not like each other, but they come together to get the job done. But let us make one mistake. The The Christians separate. You say one wrong thing, you separate with each other. There's no freedom in Christianity in the Christian today. But under God, there's nothing but freedom. Isn't that amazing? You better wake up. I'm telling you. And for me to give you the warning, I'm dumb. I'm not educated. I have no degree. For me to be, I have been saying this in the past years or so. I'm telling you, you better wake up so that when God give you that warning sign, you recognize it and see which rock to hide behind. Really, it's going to get worse, folks. The stuff I hear every day and the stuff I see and the counseling that I deal with, with people and the attack upon me. And I, I almost don't even want to bring up the attack upon me because it's not bothering me one iota. And that's another thing that I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. I'm just talking about from 22 years to this day. The stuff I've gone through has made me better. But I don't know what down the road, Right. But because I was conscious enough to overcome the little things, so now I have what look like some big things, I feel nothing about it. I feel confidence. I feel that it's okay. I, 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 feel, it's like it's not, it, I feel compassion for my enemy. But in, before I woke up, when well, God changed my heart, I had no compassion for my enemy. My enemy came after me. I'm going after them. <laughs> I had a... Um, there was a guy called my radio show this week out of Georgia, and, and he like, every time he calls, he's like really mad at me. He doesn't even call me Jesse. He calls me Peterson. <clears throat> he's like, Peterson, Peterson, Peterson. Man, what are you talking about? He said, uh, you just love those Caucasians. be a Caucasian. Uh, He said uh, on Friday he said, uh, I'm gonna take you out to the shed. I said, what is the shed? I'm thinking we're gonna play where you put wood. That is a shed, right? Where you put wood. When you chop it up, you put it out there. He's like, I'm gonna take you need to be taken out to the shed and get your A whooped. I'm like, wow. And then he was going all like an old hag. He was saying, I got people in Los Angeles. I'm going to come out there. I'm going to fire you. And I'm going to take you to the shed and whoop your A. I'm like, wow. I told him I had a bodyguard named Tutor. I'm going to put it too tall on you. <laughs> but this is the kind of stuff we're dealing with. And my, my heart goes out to that man because how can one man make you that angry that you want to take him to the shed and whoop him? That, man, that one man is controlling you. That makes sense? So when you let people gossip to you about your fellow man and you don't do anything about it, you will be in control. All in the name of Jesus. When you gossip about others, when you are riding two horses, you are being controlled. When you can't take correction, Christians cannot. How how are you a Christian and you can't take correction? I can bring up a few things in this room right now and most of you will scatter and won't leave a donation. (laughs) But how you do this? Anyway, yes, Pat, because I got to move on
1: when when you say something to people and it's very it it should be simple you say something it's true this is the way you should be that's the way we ought to yes. behave and listen but what happens to a lot of us and this is what's happening with you you immediately go and picture some situation somewhere in your head yeah. with uh x y and z oh this is my family so you're not you're not allowing the truth of yeah this is the way Th- think like this this is the way you need to th- be thinking you would agree with it you would agree with it if you were just let it come in but instead you go into your mind You
0: wow. listen to the devil
1: you go into you, you put a picture in your head of the next party you have to go to with your family and then you get fear going through your body and that's a way to to miss the moment of because strength happens from confidence of knowing you're right if you really understand what you need to do that is your strength because I used to do the same thing and still do sometimes, You know, you hear something and then you go into this thought about it. Yeah. You're done. Because yeah. all you're doing is thinking of the situation. Now you're in, in sheer terror instead of hearing the message that just came in that would give you the strength to go through the terror situation.
0: The moment you think, well, i got to tell my uncle he needs to get it right. Satan so said, oh, but he's older than you. He's this and he's that. He's not going to take it well. And you think that's the voice of God and you cower down. But don't think on it. If you see you need to do it, just do it. And, and never mind what your thoughts are, what your feelings are. Just do it with love and go your way. And if he get mad, gets mad get mad at you, forgive him. But you, and then God's going to give you back what you're giving to him. You'll get it back. He'll build a foundation inside of you that is absolutely amazing. God will build a solid foundation in you. You know, another thing, and then I'm coming back to you, buddy, and then Mary. Let me take Mary first and then over since ever, Um, Another thing I realized, because of timing, I want to put it out there, I have never seen a group of Christians who are unwilling to suffer. They don't want to suffer. Don't call me bad names. Don't do anything bad to me. Don't, don't say anything bad. They don't want to suffer at all. If you, know, if you don't suffer, goodbye. You can hang it up. When Christ hung on that cross, he was every man and every woman. He suffered, every man and every woman. And if you're unwilling to suffer, you can hang it up now. You can just let it go because that ego dies when you let it suffer. When people say bad things about you or try to do harm to you and what rip you off or whatever they do, When you let yourself suffer through that without hating them, your ego is fading and the real you is coming to the forefront and it's a solid foundation. But you must be willing to suffer. When people, when your enemy do you wrong, do not get mad at your enemy. Suffer through it by not getting angry and you're building a solid foundation within yourself. When you're not doing it, but God is doing it because their own nature is dying and the new nation is coming about. It's happening. You won't feel it, taste it, touch it, but you will notice when you run into situations, you're not thinking and feeling the same way about it. And as this, this uh, James chapter 4 said, when you pray, you will pray with the right spirit, and when the Satan comes to tempt you, he will have to flee. He will be out here far away from who you are trying to tempt you, but he will have to flee from you because your solid foundation is built on the light. It's built on the truth. But if you're unwilling to suffer, I know people that I've tried to correct and help, they don't want to hear it. They, like, get mad every time. I'm like, why you get mad? I'm doing telling you something that can help you. But they don't want to hear. But, yeah, I know it's in them to do it. But unless you, I'm willing to suffer. As of this day, with the attacks, with the name calling, with the friends turning against me, with, the demons calling my voicemail or calling and hanging up at the office, I'm willing to suffer through that because I want to know my relationship with God and I want my relationship with God to be first and foremost. There's nobody else or nothing else on earth that I care about more than I care about what is right because I see what it has done for me over the years. I see what it's done. There's no amount of money or anything and that's what God wants you. That's why Christ suffered so we can suffer and get over it. You can't, even parents don't allow their kids to suffer. And they don't realize the more that they prevent their kids from suffering, that they're building the ego of that kid. You're allowing it. You're, you're, you're making it become more and more in their nature. I asked a good friend of mine this morning, do you let your kids suffer? They're like, oh, yeah, I do. My daughter wanted an iPhone but I got her some other kind of phone, just as good as an iPhone. <laughs> Everything, you know, they want to stay up until nine, but I bet them go to bed at eight. I'm like, that's not suffering. That's normal stuff parents shouldn't do with kids, you know, watch over them and put them there. But you have to let your kids suffer so that you, you watch over them and correct them in the right way when they're little, but at some point, You let them make their mistakes and you let them suffer so they can just wake up and become closer to God so the light can shine. If you don't, by the time they're 18, the ego has taken over and you can't do a thing with them. And it's your fault as parents. These kids don't belong to you. They just come through you. They really belong to God. And as children of God, we have a responsibility to watch over them. But he wants them to grow up strong. And the reason you don't let your kids suffer because you're afraid of suffering. And you don't realize suffering is good. You think Christ was on the cross going, oh, lolly dolly, I'm glad I'm up here. Oh, these nails feel really good in my hand. Oh, I deserve to be here. I did something wrong. Christ didn't even do anything wrong, and yet he suffered so we can do it because he understood that suffering made you better if you're not complaining about suffering. Oh, my business is taking too long. People start business. If it just happened overnight, they're ready to go. <laughs> it's not working. Let me move on. you got to be willing to suffer. I want to put that out there, too, because there are so many weak Christians. If I was not willing to suffer, I'd probably be at home right now smoking a joint because I've had some suffering put upon me, and I'm okay with it. I'm just saying it so you can know. You need to suffer. It's okay to suffer. Don't hate suffering. That doesn't mean you don't protect yourself. But don't mind the attacks. Don't mind your family member turning on you. Don't mind that they don't understand where you're coming from. Don't mind losing so-called friends. It's okay. If tell them the truth. If they get mad. Fine. I did it because I love you. But don't will it to me, don't force it. They don't want to hear it. Fine, leave them alone. That's love, too. Uh, did you have something there, Pat? Oh, okay. Yes, Raymond.
1: What you said about uh, our ability
0: to endure uh, our personal suffering, it sort of reminds me to, uh, of a scene from um, the movie Lawrence of Arabia. The main character, T.E. Lawrence, was putting a burning candle to his finger, uh, finger. And when asked by one uh by one of his friends, what's the trick behind that? the trick is not to mind it be, uh, not to mind the flame hurting yeah. the, uh, that's perhaps what we have to, uh, have to face. Uh, fa- if the the greatest freedom that we may have right now at this moment is the freedom to fail mm-hmm. because that may be the only freedom that will allow to wake us up to our own sin. Yes and I'm talking about spiritual suffering. Do not be afraid of that. Ego dying and God coming alive in you. All right, uh, right, right here. Man, this time I didn't is
3: forget everything I want to say. But <laughs> anyway, I did want to say that. Yeah, um, you know that gossiping thing is really, really. Crazy, because, you know, you think, well, you don't really have anything to talk about unless you're talking about other
0: people. Right. I was going to say that. When you stop gossiping and listen to gossip, you ain't going to have nothing to say.
3: Right. You don't have anything to say. You're, like, oh.
0: you're going to be one of the quietest <laughs> person on earth. And then quietness is good because now you can hear from God.
3: Yeah. Because when people come and they start talking <laughs> to you about this one or that one, you're like, uh... And then you start, then you just naturally start talking. And also the thoughts that talked to me about the, uh, another person. Yes, I, I can see that. Like this morning I was having, th- and it's like, and so then I just, I mean, I was able to be able to have them over there and me over here this morning. So that was good. Yeah. So that's helpful. So I mean, you
0: make a good it point. Is. It's amazing when you know something about somebody and you know that I'm not going to say this, this is, doesn't even make any sense. It's how Satan just almost come to you and make your mouth move, Made you tell somebody about it. And and then but when you take a moment and think about it, you think, what's the purpose of bringing this up? It's not going to do any good. And so it's just Satan trying to make you think that it's important to tell somebody that about somebody else. But if you take a moment, you see that it, it doesn't bring good at all. You got to be still so you can know the truth. Satan is working. I'm telling you, folks, We're going to see family turning on each other. We haven't seen anything yet. And it's bad right now. It really is. But because the Christians are weak, we can beat Satan. Let's go here real fast, Rob. We really can beat Satan. And forget about, don't worry about your family member. God will give you a family. Our spiritual family is what we want at this point. Most of our family members are no good anyhow. Anyway.
2: Uh, maybe this is a topic for like another time because I think more time should be spent with it. Okay. You know, you can tell us that we need to suffer, that we need to forgive, we need to do this, we need to do that, and we can all go away from here going, "Oh, that is so true what you say." But when the moment comes, that actual moment, and you're in that moment, I want to talk about the failure of the moment and okay. you know how to get. I love
0: that. that. We'll talk about it next week. I love that. I want to tell you what to do in that moment because the moment is the saving grace. The moment is the salvation moment. Let me take you real fast, Robert. The moment is the salvation moment, but most people are missing the moment. They're missing the moment. God is in the now. He's in here and now in this moment and if you can be quiet, if you can, like I said, say if you know something about somebody, he wants you to just tell it. If you take a moment, you're being saved at that moment. You see, well, this, what am I going to tell that for? But that's Satan telling you to tell it. You know what I'm saying? It serves no good. Yes. Sir. I was going to say, just as a general l- rule from my experience, I find that uh, a lot of men don't gossip. Right. But uh, I noticed that in my family, I have the female members that will come to me to tell me about a cousin or aunt and you know, and the, because I don't uh, always tell them, hey, you know, you talk to her about it. What I want to tell Andre's wife is that if you start doing that with your family, you'll be amazed that the level of respect that they'll have for you, regardless yeah. of their age. They sure would. Yeah. That's a very good point. They'll start to respect you, and you may or may not hear that. they start to think, well, I wish I was like that. Or that's something else how she doesn't do that, you know? And you'll become the light of your family. And they're, they're, some of them will hate you, and some will appreciate it. And those are the ones that you're able to help along the way. Well, if you hold back, then you're not going to help anybody. And not just you, any of us, we gotta tell the truth to our families. And if you can't tell the truth to your family and they stick by you, they're not your family anyway. Or friends, or coworkers, or whatever, whatever, whatever. All right. You gotta when you pray, you gotta learn to be still and know God. Let this truth come, let the light shine in you so you can find your way. And wake up, America, we are in trouble. Planned Parenthood just put an abortion meal in Roosevelt High School here in Los Angeles, in the school, inside the school. Planned Parenthood, all under the pretense of, of, of what? Yeah. It, it's a, they, they may not do the abortion right there, but I guarantee you something's going to be going on that we don't know about. You let the devil in like that with those kids, the rest is easy. Parents should not have allowed that to happen, but Christian parents are allowing it to happen. Inside the school, they had a, um, what do they call it? What was that? Where your child could go to school one morning and if she's pregnant, she they can take her to have an abortion? Yeah, and then bring her back to school and the parents never know about it in the school. But this is evil, and the reason evil is working, because we as children of God are not united as one. There need to be more of us. It's not a battle between us. It's a battle between good and evil. All right? So let your anger go by forgiving so you can enter into the kingdom of heaven and then suffer. When things come at you, don't take it personally. All right? Thank you for tuning in and thank you guys for being here.
1: For more information, to purchase a copy of this program or to make a donation, visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-2663. That's 1-800-411-BOND. You're already home.